Hello everyone, welcome back to the Trick Parts of Coast TV on this beautiful Saturday, May 6th, Cinco de Mayo plus one. Canelo fights today, Lakers, go Lakers in five, six, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, talking today about how to cry without shame, without shame and without maybe judgment from other people. Now, if you are not a crier, then this might be helpful for you to better understand those around you that who do cry. And if you are someone who wants to cry but does feel shame and, and you feel judged, then hopefully this will free you. So first, I want to start with Jesus. Jesus cried at Gethsemane. He was grieved, it says, to the point of death. On the cross, we know obviously that he suffered. He said, why have you forsaken me? At Lazarus' tomb, his friends, so we're talking now friendship, love, and friendship tears, he, he cried and he, he wept for his friends. So nobody can tell me that Jesus didn't cry or that he only cried because he was living a higher purpose. No, he cried as a human being and nobody around him said, stop crying. The disciples told him to stop loving children, so how about that one? Would you rather be judged for crying or loving children? Both really are equally terrible. The disciples were judging Jesus because he was loving children. In the same way, sometimes we are judged. I know it's happened to me many, many times. It just happened to me yesterday for being someone who is, who is emotional, who cries, who feels things deeply. I have a friend who actually celebrates that in me. He always tells me, Trig, you feel things deeply. That's why I love you so much. Because he doesn't. It's hard for him to feel things deeply. But other people have another friend who was very judgmental. She was saying, oh, you shouldn't do that. You know, Satan is in those feelings and and the peace of God isn't with you because you're crying. Her Her point of view and her experience is that when she cries, she feels out of control. I don't. For her, it seems like when she's crying, she's giving in to the devil or into maybe not trusting God. For me, it's the opposite. I feel closer to God when I'm in tears. I feel closer to God when I'm desperate. I feel closer to God when, quote, I lose perspective. Because, I mean, didn't Paul say it? In my weakness, then God is my strength. Weakness feels like not being strong. And as I said, most people don't quite understand how to be weak. I think many churches don't know many people, certainly maybe individuals who are more logical or maybe more doers. They don't quite, if anything, they run away from feelings because of what what I mentioned. So here's a question. How do you view feelings? I'm talking about negative emotions, anger, resentment, sadness, loneliness, If you judge those things as ungodly, then you may have a problem with being real, with being vulnerable. So I want to explain a little bit of the centers of intelligence and the different types of people that we have in this world. And maybe you can see what type you are and learn. So actually, before I I do that, I did want to say that one of the things my father-in-law would always say to me is, don't get too low, David. Don't get too low. And that's the thing that I would advise for the hard types. Don't get too low. Don't go to that place of despair and suicidal thoughts and depression and just full-on giving up. All of those feelings are available to us that are in the hard type, the two, threes, and fours. 
So you have to be aware. But we all have to be aware. The doers have to be aware of being exhausted. The thinkers have to be aware, have to be very aware. <laughs> Our dog Daisy, she's barking at the neighbors. Have to be aware of not overthinking or of maybe being too busy or, be, or always having looking for fun to stop thinking or maybe over being with people. So the argument that some of my friends, well-meaning of course, will often give me with emotions is that emotions can lead to despair. It's true. That emotions are a sign of weakness. That's not true. That emotions are almost like antichrist. That's not true either. I mentioned different instances, different times when Jesus or Paul or David, it says that my, my tears are my friend day and night, he said. That, no one judged him for that. We, we don't often quote that verse because of our own maybe hangups with emotions and tears. But David himself said, my tears are my friend or my companion day and night. That's truth. That's how those of us who are of the heart type feel. David was a heart type, no doubt. A psalmist, a worshiper, a songwriter. He, he built instruments. He was an artist, a warrior king. He was a heart type. And so that's why it made sense that he that he writes so eloquently. Now, not everybody likes David because, at least not that part of him. We think of his sin. We think of his being a great king in the temple. And we love the Psalms, but we don't want to be the Psalms. I have no problem being the Psalms. I write Psalms based on the Psalms that are just as, quote, depressive and yet always turning to God. And so in terms of centers of intelligence and the Enneagram and different types and different ways to look at life, if you are a logic type, the way that you tend to view, tend to view emotions are as useless or as illogical. Maybe you have a father or a friend or a husband or whatever that is more emotional, meaning heart types, and you judge them. I would say the logic types judge the hard types the most, very severely. It's happened to me with family members, with friends, with this person yesterday. They will judge me harshly. The people that I tend to judge harshly are probably maybe the doers, the ones that tend to not want to feel anything. And again, these are just people that maybe are immature. Not everyone does these things. And so I would say the doers... Don't judge the hard types as much because they know that they should feel more. If anything, I think they admire the hard types because they wish they were us. And then we admire the doers because we wish we were them. So it's a good fit. We need to stop judging each other, and especially when it comes to God and godliness. As I said, my friend was low-key saying that I was sinning pretty much because I was crying about my father-in-law who passed away just a few months ago. I mean, how crazy is that, right? I don't think that's what she meant, but that's definitely what she was saying. And so now my guess is that when she has been through loss, she doesn't let herself cry, right? Because she loses control. Maybe her way of trusting God is I have to keep my mind focused on God and what I have to do, and I can't lose control because my kids, my job, etc., etc., right? That's very fair. We, none of us can afford to lose control and not go to work and just check out of life. No, of course. 
but to cry even if it's been three months since your father-in-law or in maybe my friend's case let's say her dad god forbid or her mom died that's kind of crazy for me really that's kind of crazy to hear that someone got over their husband's death in a month or a few months but you know here's the thing i can't judge that because for some people, that is how they experience faith in God. They find God. Again, the whole thing is, where do you find God? You find God. I find God through my emotions. Other people find God through their right thinking and their logic. And then other people find their God or God in doing the right things, in being active. We're all different. We have three different centers of intelligence, heart types, logic types or head types and then doers or body types we all have three we're mind body and soul but we tend to lean or favor one of the three i'm a heart type that's how god made me back to david if he wasn't a heart type david wouldn't have written the psalms and built a temple and become a psalmist and sing the beautiful songs that he sang and and all the worship tunes that he wrote and and i mean we would not have psalm 23 the lord is my shepherd can you imagine paul saying that the lord is my shepherd <laughs> can you imagine peter saying the lord is my shepherd no can you imagine no only david and Jesus, by the way, Jesus was definitely, quote, in touch with his feelings, in touch with, quote, his feminine side, as maybe some would say. How many men, how many women run away from emotions? And yet from psychology, neuroscience, all the studies, everyone, everyone agrees that in order for you and I to heal, you have to touch the emotion. You can't ignore it. It'll wait for you. The body keeps a score. And those of us who are gifted with feeling and with heart we have to be careful. We have to move to the other centers. We have to not get too low, as my father-in-law would say, rest in peace, my beautiful dad, Baker. And so we have to understand these things and not judge each other. And as I said at the beginning, if you are a hard type, I want to give you permission to say that we find God in our emotions. We're not running away from God. We're not disobeying God. We're not lacking God. We're not lacking peace. In fact, we find our peace through emotions. We find our joy through emotions. We find our grace through anxiety, as I often would say. I had a conference that was called Finding Grace Through Anxiety. That's a hard type speaking. Other people would maybe word it differently. You know how people would say, use your head? Or what does your heart say? Or what does your gut say? Well, for me, my gut speaks to me, yes. My mind, yes. But what resonates the most is what does your heart say? For you, it might not be that. For you, what resonates most is what does your mind or your logic or your head say? What is logical? For other people, what resonates the most is what does your gut say? What is your instinct? What is your body? What does your gut say? We have to learn how to do all three and yet, we are going to always lean, or as I said, uh, prefer, or we're going to want one more than the other. It's just how, how God built us. And it's a beautiful thing. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. There is no judgment. Even if people, good, well-meaning people may judge you, even your husband, your friend, your pastor may say, stop feeling, stop thinking so much, stop doing so much. Yes, it's good to always be aware of our weakness and dark side and low side of our of our preferences but 
we find God through who we are. One last example, beautiful wife is a doer, is a, she's a, a body type. The thing that she does when she's, she just lost her father, when she's in stress or in grieving is she plants flowers. Imagine if instead I said, why don't you write more and just spend time praying or crying? I would be taking away her Jesus. She finds Jesus in doing things. Not, I'm not saying not, but not as readily as in, let's say, feeling like I would or, or being logical and planning out her next five years as others would do or even her day. For my mom, she also lost her mom, her husband. I mean, she's been through so much. Her way to find Jesus is through thinking and through joy. She loves to be with her sister, be here with me now, to do things, but yet most most of all, to, she's a seven, to look for the next adventure. But really, it all comes down to her thoughts. She's in her head a lot. She's thinking, and so to not give in to the low side of her thinking, meaning fear, anxiety, and, and maybe depression, I don't think she's any of those things, but she's learned to move to, excuse me, to move to her joy. And for me, I find God not when I am holding my, my feelings in, not when I am just doing the right thing or, or doing, doing, doing. No, if anything, I find the devil in, in those things sometimes. I find Jesus, I find peace, I find love. I feel at peace when I feel. And I let those emotions out. I let the river run through it, and guess what happens? The water stops, the rain stops, and the sun comes out. That's the process. And we all have similar, but not, similar, but not the same processes. So I hope that that at least introduces some of these concepts that I uh, have learned through the years of counseling and also studying and my own um, coaching and training that I've done in terms, of, in terms of understanding who we are and how we heal, how we find peace. And so I hope that uh, this helps. And, and by the way, if you would like my coaching, one-on-one coaching, and go over these things, you can DM me, email me, text me. Or you can just go to davidtrigler.com slash coaching, davidtrigler.com slash coaching. You can see my calendar there and we can get started. Thank you again for being here and I will see you next time. Adios. Don't like the way I am. Why don't you fix me? Everything that I do or you say is no good.